0: You want this call to actions to really tell people what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to think of it as your, you know, this tour guide that's walking them through a website, as opposed to like, let's say walking in an art museum. And I think a lot of photographers treat their website like it's this art museum. And they're like, here's a photo, here's a photo, here's a photo, here's my artist's bio. And then it just ends there, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, but that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to we're trying to book them. And so making sure that you're going in and you're telling them exactly, you know, click here to book. This is what the process looks like. We'll hop on a Zoom call to make sure I'm a great fit for your wedding day. I'll send over the contract and then you submit your retainer. And then let's start, you know, planning your timeline and daydreaming about your perfect day and all of the great images that we're gonna create together.
1: Hello, my friend. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to take a a quick moment to say thank you. Uh, I know know that you have so many podcasts you can listen to. I have so many podcasts on my phone. It is ridiculous. Like, I I don't know how I listen to that many hours of content every week, but I do. And I know you're probably in the same boat as me. I just want to thank you for for press and play here, for being part of this community, for uh, for taking time out of your day uh, to listen to me, uh, to listen to our guests. And if this is your first time, this is your first episode. Welcome. Uh, you are walking into an amazing community. Um, I, I love getting to connect with you guys uh, on in our Facebook group uh, through Instagram. Um, a few of you have been able to meet in person, which has been awesome. But I just I, I'm, I'm super grateful for for you. Um, I know that uh, that the, like the reason that I've been able to talk to so many amazing guests, uh, people that I, I look up to and have looked up to for years and years in the industry, um, people that I was like, eh, I'll never get to talk to them, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll listen to what they have to say and I'll buy their courses and stuff. And uh, and now I've been able to sit across the table, across the computer screens uh, from from them, and uh, and have those conversations, and be able to bring that knowledge that they have to you. Um, and I know that that is uh, very much due to you showing up, listening to the podcast, um, leaving reviews. Uh, those are super valuable. Um, if you have not left a review, please do. I would love to read your review. Um, I read every single one. um, And I often give shout outs to those uh, new reviews on the podcast. But I just wanted to say a quick thank you. And I'm very excited about chatting with Allie Caulfield today. She's amazing. As you will find out today, Allie and I are talking about websites. Now, I know, for some of us, our websites are just kind of a mess they're they're all over the place they're pieced together maybe you had like a free template and like copied sections uh and and left some of the the text and the copy in there from the template please don't do that always put your own, your own words in there but hey I've been there I I was absolutely there um I actually had one that you know it it mentions somebody else's photography business because I did not change the template and that was not great. And with with your website, do you go days without getting leads? Or do you notice, like looking through your Google Analytics, that your viewers tend to drop off before hitting the contact page? Well, today, my guest is going to walk us through how to create high converting websites so that I can all change for you. My guest, Allie Caulfield, is the founder and creative director at Trio Creative Studios, where she helps transform that scattered website of yours and turns it into a cohesive brand powerhouse. Attracting your dream clients and converting them into leads It is a good one today. So let's get into my conversation with Allie Caulfield. Allie, welcome to the podcast. Um, how are you this morning? How's that? Uh, how's that iced coffee going?
0: The iced coffee is great. Thank you Good. so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Working with photographers is my jam, so this couldn't hey. be more aligned for me to be talking about how to create a really high converting website for your photography business.
1: Yes, yeah, and I'm I'm excited to have you here. I uh, we briefly met um, in what what was that November at uh, yes. at United. Yes. Um, And and that was cool. That was such such a fun week um, out there in Arizona. And uh, and yeah, I was I was just really, really glad that we met in like the buffet line uh, for one of the one of the events. It was was the
0: buffet line. Yeah, yeah. I was chatting up photographers and being like, hey, you know, I made this resource um, called the Photographer Branding Blueprint, which I'm so happy to share with your audience as well that walks you through branding your photography business and so I was just chatting with a bunch of photographers in line um and then that's how we met which is really just awesome
1: yeah yeah and then I was like checked you out online I was like okay cool Allie seems cool because I met a lot of people that week and like some people I would like look at their Instagram like oh yeah we don't we don't seem like we're going to mesh that yeah. well. Like, this will be cool this week, but I probably won't, won't follow up with you later. Um, but yeah, yours was like, oh, I like the vibe, like your your whole social media presence and everything was very. Thank you. Very like put together, but also laid back, Um, like felt inviting. So I don't know if that was like your uh your goal for your branding and everything, but it it worked. Y-
0: Awesome. Yeah. So I really, I want it to be, um, and there's so many different words, right? If we're talking about the the brand voice I use, you know, that's right, one yeah. conversation, my core values, all that stuff. But um, I've been referring to it as kind of elevated industrial recently, where it definitely has yeah. that vibe of being, you know, I want it to look put together. I want it to look a little more expensive, um, but I want it to have kind of that street style infused in everything. So mm-hmm. That's sort of what I'm trying to build up. But I'm glad that you found it approachable because that's really important. Um, Yes. just I wanted the branding really accessible.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely felt the industrial side, too, um, which I've always I've always liked any any time that I can find an abandoned warehouse or uh, building or something like there is this gas station on like on my way to uh, to Dallas, the route that I drive, there's just this abandoned uh, gas station and it's just tall weeds growing all over the place, like out of some of the gas tanks and things. And I was like, I just want to go like explore this place and just like go inside something about abandoned places just like draws me in and like that whole industrial feel is very much like I just want to go hang out in these like This used to be something and now it's just. Yes. I don't know about what it is. Yes.
0: And there's just so much character, right? It's like there's Mm -hmm. a story here. This isn't so polished and perfect um right. which I think is really awesome. That sounds like a place I would do a branding session. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, because I love, yeah. you know, I'm a huge advocate for brand photography, hiring a professional photographer to take these photos of you for your business. Mm. Um and that's something that I do at least quarterly. I'm hiring photographers. Often photographers yes. that I have designed their websites, so we already have kind of that relationship. Nice. And then I'm going in and, you know, asking them for their services and we're photographing things for you know, trio Instagram and our website and all of that good stuff.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and that's always good to have those branding photos for, like, for people to to recognize your face. Um, that's something yes. that, like, like over the pandemic and everything, I really missed was getting together because I would I'd try and do that like at least twice a year, if not quarterly, if I could, and just uh, you know exchange uh, some branding headshots and like some some cool photos and stuff for other photographers. And they do the same for me. And like having that uh, that amount of photos of yourself that you can put out there and really become more of a uh, personal brand to where people are seeing your face over and over. And it's not the same three photos uh, for the last five years. but yeah, that's that's cool. I am way well overdue for another session. Oh wait, I have one coming up in June. Okay, never there mind. You go. Cool. There you
0: go. are you doing a service swap awesome. with another photographer? Uh,
1: no. Um I I I'm I may do that before. Um but yeah, I'm I'm actually uh taking um a uh, a class uh from um uh oh, no, I'm blanking on her name right now. Why am I blanking on her name? Um, Harris, uh, M Harris studios. Um, uh, I'm taking a, a class from her in Chicago in a couple months and, um, awesome. and then she's going to do, I'd like paid the extra for her to do some branding photos for me too. Uh, I love that. Would, like, I cannot this wait will to be see. cool in Chicago. I've only ever been to like the airport in Chicago. So this would be cool. Uh, different than like the the coffee shops and stuff that I have uh, had my branding photos taken at here in Texas.
0: Yeah. Uh, before. Yeah. Those are awesome, too, though, right? Because that is on brand for you. You're a They're coffee great. drinker. So
1: 100 percent. Yeah. Which is yeah. why I'm like, yeah, no, that's that's great. We can do a coffee shop. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. well, It's not something I have to talk about with photographers a lot because you already understand the value of images, right? Mm -hmm. But that's something I talk about with, with every other, you know, business that I'm doing branding projects for is the importance of photography on your website. That's a huge piece for creating a high converting website. The fact that you want to make sure you have these images that are really drawing people in because people will associate the quality of your website and the quality of your brand with the quality of your products and services. It's just this unconscious instinctual association that's happening. Um oh, and yeah. so making sure that you, whether you know if you're a photographer, it's awesome because you either have those connections, you're going to those workshops, you can do that service swap to get those images. But um, kind of regardless of the industry, it's something I'm a huge advocate for because it's those brand images that are really gonna draw people into your website and just position you as someone who is very serious, very legit in what you do, um, and it's gonna make you know raising your prices seem completely reasonable to your audience. Like, of course, they're gonna charge more than so and so because look at what a you know, incredible image they're presenting, and that's so cohesive and so inviting.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And we we, we kind of uh, oh, hold on before we before we jump in, let's let's give a little back, background on on you, Allie. Um, what what do you do? Uh, I mean, we kind of already touched on you know branding and everything. Um, but like, give us the rundown of like where you're based and and what all you do. Um, for uh, for your business.
0: Yeah, I would love to. So my name is Allie. I am the founder and creative director at Trio Creative Studios, which is a fully remote brand strategy agency. And we specialize in the three core areas of the branding process. So that is logo and brand design, copy and messaging. So all the words that would go on your website and to really draw your audience in and then website development. So that is where Trio gets its name. It's those three things Um, I'm currently based in Boston, but I work with clients from all over due to the, you know, beauty of Instagram and Zoom and all of that awesome stuff and its ability to connect us. And I work with a web developer and a brand designer that are also on my team and they are based in, um, my web developer is based in Missouri and my brand designer is based in California. So we're kind of spread all throughout the country and we are creating, really magnetic brand strategies, logos, you know, everything you need to be visually consistent and magnetic in your brand. And then we're building that all out on Show It, which is, of course, the conference where we met my absolute favorite website platform. And oh, yeah. we, you know, develop all those brands to really give clients a well-rounded brand transformation so that they can book ideal clients and, you know, attract all of the right people to their business.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. So good. And yeah, I love I love all of that. And like that was something that I really missed um or like failed to see uh the importance of in like early in my career. Um, cause I also, I was a little bit prideful because like I went to like, my, my degree is in web technology and I knew like I learned HTML and like a lot of my uh, a lot of my schooling was building websites on like the uh, MS DOS or uh, notepad and coding everything myself. And I was like, I'm going to code my own website. I'm not going to get something like show it or Squarespace or Wix or whatever. Um, And uh, and I also had no brand voice at the time either. And yeah, I can. I know that there's that that website. I think it's like archive something dot com where you can like see what old websites or what websites looked like in the past.
0: Yes, I've heard about that. And I need to like I need to look into that because that just sounds fascinating. It's
1: it's it's interesting. I put in mine and you can like see it from like, I think the earliest back that it has is like 2014. And yeah, it was it was not a good looking site back then. Um, but then I, I switched over to show it a, a few years ago and it's just it's so much easier to update things and just drag and drop and all that. Oh, uh, my
0: gosh, it is. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah. I could go on for an hour about why, you know, show it is my absolute favorite. Um, I think that the fact that you can code is really impressive in your own right. You know, the only mm. time I'm coding is those rare instances where I'm designing a website in Squarespace and I'm coding in, you know, some additional graphics or um, right. fonts a lot in Squarespace, but we show you don't have to do that. So.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: My, you know, my coding knowledge is definitely minimal. So the fact that you know how to do that is, is very impressive, but if you can, if you can make it easier for yourself, <laughs> you show it. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My, my coding knowledge is also pretty minimal now. Like it was um, I was, I was taught like my my professors were kind of like stuck in the 90s and uh, they like they taught me how to do all these things that was like early uh, early internet and um, and then as soon as I graduated and uh, was applying for different jobs I was like oh I don't know how to do this I don't know how to write in JavaScript uh, because that was not taught to me Um, but yeah I'm uh, it, it It is handy every now and then I'm like, Oh, no, I know how to like, I can change this text color uh, with HTML. Yeah. And that's cool. Um, and plus the MySpace days kind of help out with that. Um, yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> great. it's just crazy to see, you know, and you were, you were talking about it with like being able to go into this archive and like see your website change. And also just like when you're in college and the things you studied and that were so relevant then and then, you know, as time progresses. And I think that's just nature of being in a creative industry of any sort or just even having those creative interests is just how much things change
1: oh yeah yeah and then and then adapting with the changes too and not just being stuck and like nope i'm gonna do this i'm staying here this is how it's always been done Um, right and and adapting and and just making that yours get freedom back into your life with freedom edits. Do you often feel overwhelmed by the endless supply of photos, the amazing photos that you've taken, and you're just needing to edit them now. And they're just piling up and piling up. I know the feeling I feel you. I was you not too long ago. But freedom edits is a team of photo and video editors who absolutely love to edit. You know that thing that you don't really super enjoy? Maybe you really love taking the photos, but you hate editing. These people love editing. They are a unicorn. They are amazing. And what I love about Freedom Edits, other than regaining more time to work on my business and spend afternoons with my kids and evenings with my wife, is that they are very hands-on with feedback. They want to know all the little tweaks you'd make to their edits and then they learn how to better match your style. Now I hardly have to adjust anything when I receive galleries back from my editor Nick. What is up Nick you are amazing. So head to lightdarkco.com freedom to get 30% off your first order. Their prices are hella affordable anyway for the amount of time that they save you already. So get 30% off lightdarkco.com freedom and get more freedom in your life. We got a couple couple comments in here already, a couple people watching. Uh hey Belinda, hey Ariel. Um Ariel was asking, uh, because you were mentioned like how photographers, we have plenty of images, we know the importance of images. Um, and she was she was asking, how do you balance images with wording or copy? Um, like the balance is is sometimes a struggle to to have Like how much copy should you have on your website versus how many images? Because it's easy for us photographers to just be like, look, these are all all of my photos. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's an awesome question. Um, And I think a lot of people probably think the answer is like, oh, you want it to be really balanced. You want it to be half photos, half, you know, copy. (laughs) And the fact of the matter is that you actually want way more photos than you want copy. Um, whether it's photos or, you know, graphics, um, because people are not reading these long paragraphs and it's the thing I see all the time. Um, especially with like testimonials or like about pages where it's just, it's like this essay. And, um, I like to call it these, these grandma credentials because people are going on and on about where Uh they went to school and why they love what they do and you know, why they're their gear and why they're so, you know, qualified to do this. And I'm like, I genuinely think that no one but your grandma is going to read that. Yeah. Um, and I said, it was so much love. It's not personal. It's just the nature of the online space. We have really, really short attention spans. You know, I do this for a job and even my attention span on websites. You know, if you think about it, people are going through, you know, your, your homepage that it's, you know, the, before the scroll page, So, or the, before the scroll space on your homepage, so the very Mm -hmm. first thing they see before they're either scrolling down on their, you know, iPhone or on their computer, um, is really, really important because you want to make sure that you're grabbing their attention. And the best way to do that is with a photo and with what I call a one liner. So that's a little bit of copy. That's really drawing them in, telling them, you know, what it is that you do, the service that you provide for them. Um, and you really want to maximize that. And that really needs to be balanced in terms of the, the photo and the, and the copy. And then um, really, you know, drawing them in with those visuals and being very intentional with your copy. So asking yourself, is this the most succinct way that I can say this? Mm. Am I, you know, going into way too much detail that no one is going to read this? Yeah, um, that's, that's
1: me. <laughs> I'm like, and that happens. It's way so too common. much detail. Yeah, It's
0: so, so common. Um, but something that I think is really, really helpful to know that you have struck that balance, because um, it, it, it's obviously tricky, you know to really give you like a quick tip without seeing your website and seeing the layout. But this is what I found to be massively helpful is you want your website to pass what is called the headline test. So if people go through and they are just reading the things that are in the bigger font, so your, you know, your one liner at the very top, and then just the headings all throughout your website, Mm -hmm. are they understanding who you are and what you do? And they just read that and they're not reading any of this little text underneath, you know, are you really drawing them in and are you painting a picture of who you are and what you do and how you do it? Um, And so really maximizing that copy and really making sure that those headlines are really catchy and really drawing your audience in and painting a picture um, is going to be, you know, the best thing you can do. But if you're realizing, you know, I don't have as much copy as I have images or graphics. You're probably doing something right because people will just write these essays, um, that quite frankly, in the internet space, we just don't have the attention span for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you're like, you can put that all in a blog. If you want to be like, Hey, read more about me. Boom. Yes. Over here in my blog. And then you can go into the, when I was 12, I got my first camera Yes, and, and then go
0: nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah about you know the 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 origin story and going into into great depth there but with copy you're going Mm -hmm. for succinct you're going for catchy you're going for walking them through the transformation of how you know how you take them from point a to point b all businesses solve a problem or fulfill a desire and are you walking them through what that looks like and so photographers what that looks like is I'm going to give you this gallery that takes you back to the moment when these photos were taken, makes you feel those emotions again, helps you, you know, relive that experience, helps you keep those memories alive, you know, and it's, you know, these really high quality images, you know, something that can't just be taken with a smartphone, you know, Mm -hmm. that your aunt can't just, you know, whip out her phone and take a few photos at the wedding. Those are not going to, you know, even come close to what I am able to create and just really painting that picture for them. So they understand exactly how to book with you. They understand exactly how to, you know, find your portfolio. So they can see if your style really matches what they're after all of that great stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: I love, I love that. And like you were saying, like guiding them through your site, there are so many, cause I I go over a lot of photographers sites, either doing critiques or um, just like looking for uh, for potential guests to come on the show. And there are so many that are just like, here's a site and then there's no call to action anywhere on there. I'm just like, I'm just scrolling. And then I hit a dead end. I'm like, well, where where do I go next? Uh, So I love that you were like, yeah, guide them through your site and tell them like, okay, you're finished with here. Now go here.
0: Yes. And I love the fact that you said call to action because that's huge. They did a study that said that like 80% of small business websites do not have a call to action. And, you know, for those listening that are like, what the heck is a call to action? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let's explain. So there's two different types of calls to action. There's indirect and direct. And essentially what it is, is it is guiding people throughout your website and telling them what you want them to do. So the direct call to action is click here to book. It is asking them for the sale it's asking for the conversion it's saying click here you know to book your session to reach out Uh, for photographers a lot of the times that's saying like go to the contact page and fill out the contact page and submit it it's very direct those indirect call to actions are click here to read more about me you know click here to sign up for my newsletter to be added to the email list click here to listen to the to listen to the podcast It's not directly asking them for the sale, but it's asking them to continue their journey of, you know, going through your website or interacting with your brand in whatever capacity that is. So making sure that you're really, you know, all of the pages on your website should be linking to one another. Um, And the best place to do that is your homepage, you know, giving them that little blurb about you and then saying, click here to read more, giving them, you know, the intro to your services and then saying, click here to, to read more about, you know, our packages and pricing um the contact page saying like are you ready to book already let's do this right you know yeah
1: yeah i like that like you mentioned uh like the the headlines uh earlier and and when you're talking about like your homepage, i was just picturing almost like um I don't know. I don't know why I'm picturing like a a 1920s, like New York street, uh, newsstand with like all the newspapers and everything. But like, all you can see is just the top headline of each one. And like, I feel like that, or that's what I was seeing when you were explaining like your homepage is like, here's a little bit of a headline about me. Here's the call to action. If you want to learn more, here's a little bit of a headline of my portfolio here's the call to action to go to my portfolio page. Yeah, It's just like headline, headline, headline. This is like the place where you can go like the hallway to all the different rooms of your website. And then it's all the call to actions to uh to to the different places
0: that's the that's the perfect analogy i like i okay. feel like i need to steal that and say that Sweet. to everyone that's perfect go for
1: it steal it yes, that's i probably stole it from someone else <laughs> that's yeah, why it no, was in that, my i head. think that's
0: great to think about it to think about it like a newspaper and one of the mm. things you were saying right is like you have that like headline story of like it's in the big it's in the biggest text mm-hmm. it takes up the most and um like it takes up the most space in the newspaper and it's what's called in the coveted sp- space that in newspaper speak is called above the fold. So it's mm-hmm. before people are un, you know, if you think of a newspaper, it's folded in half before people are unfolding it and opening the newspaper, that cover story is the coveted spot, right? It's what most people are seeing. It's what's grabbing their attention. So in, if we translate that newspaper speak to the online space, you know, instead of before the fold, it's before the scroll, and it's before people are scrolling on your website. Do you have that image that's really drawing them in? Do you have that bit of, you know, compelling and above all else, clear copy mm-hmm. that's explaining to them you're a wedding photographer in this area. This is what you specialize in. Awesome! I'm drawn in. I'm, I'm. I don't have to scroll to 400 different pages to figure out where you are and what you do. It's right there. Um, it's really compelling. And then of course having that that call to action that's like let's let's do this thing. Let's book. Um, that is often linking them to, you know, ninety percent of the time I see that it's linking to a contact page to reach out. Sometimes photographers will set up like a, like a scheduling thing. I see that more so for like mini sessions where you uh-huh. just go in and you know you can pay and book and then you're good to go. But whatever that is, where, you know, you're really trying to to close that sale to really yeah. that more direct call to action um, performs really well in that before the scroll space. Which um, again is on the homepage. The first thing they land on before they scroll to anything else is the most prime real estate on a website.
1: Okay, okay, awesome. I love this. Um, so I feel like <clears throat> I feel like calls to action. That's that's one of the the signs of a high converting website is like having that direction of where people need to go. What are some other signs that you have a high converting website?
0: Yeah. So. I think the most important thing, and I can kind of divide this up. I'll get a little wordy with you. And I can kind of divide this question up into two parts. And there's these, you know, the signs that this is high converting and that this is working. And then there's like, how do we accomplish that? Mm -hmm. So, you know, your website is high converting and you know, it's doing well. If the inquiries that you're getting are getting you excited. And these are, you know, the clients that you want to be booking. They're asking you to, you know, do these sessions that you're really excited about. The people that you're working with, your personalities mesh really well, um, and you're just you're feeling that that spark that got you really excited about owning a photography business to begin with. So if you notice that's happening, um, that's a really really good sign. The quality of the inquiries that you're getting. Um, another thing is going to be the quantity. So if you notice that you're still able to book despite raising your prices, um, and you're you know you're still able to book either the same amount of clients and it's at a higher rate. Or, you know, you're even booking more and it's at this higher rate because of course, you know, as as businesses, we want to scale. You know, we are mm-hmm. in business to make money. That's kind of how we keep, keep the business afloat, right? Right. And it doesn't mean, of course, money in sake of all these other or money in exchange for all these other things that make a business great, but that is how we keep the business afloat, right?
1: Yeah. And yeah. so
0: really noticing that your revenue is going up or that your revenue is going up and it's going up either because you're booking the same amount of clients, but it's at a higher price point or you're booking, you know, even more clients at this higher price point. So, you know, that's really great science. And then of course, people are complimenting your website. You know, um, the best feedback I get from clients is they're saying like, I'm getting these inquiries and people are saying they're ready to book me because they read my website and we already feel like we're best friends. I'm like, then that means that I've done my job right because I'm really taking your your personality, your work, your essence, and I'm converting it into this online space um, so that you're not getting on these calls with clients and feeling like you have to do all this heavy lifting with the sales because you're like trying to show them your personality and you're trying to establish credibility and you're trying to show them that you know what you're doing and that you're great to work with and all this stuff because your website's doing all of that for you. So it's your your best employee. So when you're getting that feedback um, from clients and also from other photographers, other photographers are like, who designed your website? This is awesome. Or I really love, you know, your copy. It's super engaging. You know, that's, that's all great. Um, And then of course, you know, perhaps the most important thing of all is is your confidence and knowing that you absolutely rock what you do. You're awesome. You're irreplaceable in this industry and you have this website to back it up. So all of those things are telling you that you have a website that is moving in the the right direction um, because everyone is way more excited to hand out their website if they're really proud of their website. And I think even I had moments, um, you know, before I was in in the branding space where I was playing around with, with freelance photography and social media management and all of that great stuff. And people would ask for my website and I would be like shuddering. I'd be like, Oh no, like, please, like, I Uh promise I'm better than this. Right. Uh And you don't want that. You want something that you're, you're super confident in. Um, so all of those are kind of the, the results of having a great high converting website. Um, nice. And then what you were saying with the calls to action, like that's that's one of the tools we can use. Um, and there's two other ones that you know we kind of touched upon briefly. That I would say are sort of the big three. You want those call to actions to really tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to think of it as your you know this tour guide that's walking them through a website, as opposed to like let's say walking in an art museum. And I think a lot of photographers yeah. treat their website like it's this art museum, and they're like, here's a photo, here's a photo, here's a photo here's my artist's bio. And then it just ends there. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's like,
0: but that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to, we're trying to book them. And so making sure that you're going in and you're telling them exactly, you know, click here to book. This is what the process looks like. We'll hop on a zoom call to make sure I'm a great fit for your wedding day. I'll send over the contract and then you submit your retainer and then let's start, you know, planning your timeline and daydreaming about your perfect day and all of the great images that we're going to create together. Right.
1: Yeah because um, yeah, that's like that's already taken me on a journey I'm like oh okay that's easy I know where to go next and then yeah okay we, you're gonna help me with the timeline too perfect this is even better uh, yeah because like I, I like that you, you you were talking about like going into an art gallery because almost every time I've gone into an art gallery I'm just like I don't know where to start like there's exactly. there's paintings so everywhere there's sculptures and stuff I'm like do I just like start to the left and like work my way around the outside and then go to the middle. I'm like, I don't know. And, and I just feel, feel lost and just kind of drawn to like, all right, this is cool colors. So I'm going to go over here. Uh, right. But like, yeah, we don't want our, our potential clients, you know, leads who are coming to our site to just like open a door and just be like, okay, bunch of pictures. I don't know where to go.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So think of yourself as the world's coolest tour guide, you know? You don't have Mm. to be, you know, cheesy wearing some like Hawaiian button up, right? Right. Sort of tour guide, but you're the one that's guiding them throughout this website and getting them really, really excited about who you are and what you do. And if you step into an art gallery, you know, art galleries are awesome, but they're expecting people to go in and interact the way that they want to interact. And, you know, maybe they're looking at all the paintings. Maybe they're only looking at some of the paintings. Maybe they're reading Mm -hmm. every description. Maybe they're not. Um, and then at the end, they're kind of like, okay, cool. Like maybe I'll get a postcard in the gift shop, but you're not really walking them through how to further interact with this work. And so the distinction we want to make is, is really with those calls to action where we're drawing them in and we're really telling them exactly what we want them to do and how we want them to, to interact with our content. And I think, you know, just a quick rule of thumb is you want to be linking them to your, your very direct call to action. So in the case of most photographers, the contact page, the most saying, are you ready to book? Click here. Have any questions, contact me. You're linking them to that page, right? And then um, you want on every single page of your website it to be linking to some other page. And so if you just think okay. of that, and on the home page, it's going to have the most calls, calls to action because um, I recommend like a little blurb about you. And then it's linking to the about page, a little intro to your services. It's like your services page, an intro to your, um, your work, and it links to your portfolio or your gallery page. Um, but just making sure that you're, you're really being mindful of including those everywhere so that you're guiding people throughout, um, I think is huge. So that's the first oh, one yeah. is calls to action. Um, the second one is cohesive visuals. So for photographers, this is awesome because most photographers, you know, they really try to develop their editing style. And so their photos are really consistent. You know, the, the gold standard is you want someone to look at a photo and be like, it was absolutely John who took this photo right? Mm-hmm. Um, because oh, they yeah. they really get to know you and your work. So for photographers, I don't need to sit here and preach to you about that. You totally get it. Um, but in terms of the, the graphics that you're using, um, you want to make sure that you are using consistent colors. And I don't mean just saying, I'm going to use blue everywhere. I mean, a very specific shade of blue, and you're using that same hex code everywhere. Um, yeah. So colors, you want to stick between five to seven brand colors that you're using consistently throughout the entirety of your website and you are you know, married to those colors, you are committed to them, and you are using them everywhere. And it's really going to create that cohesive, very professional vibe throughout your website. Um, and then fonts, I see this a lot. You don't want to have a lot of fonts. You do not want to have more than three fonts. Um, I cheat, I have four, but the fourth one I use in like a little GIF um, that's on the top of my website that just rotates through to say trio. That's the only uh-huh. time it's used. Um, but you really want to stick with those two to three fonts that you're using throughout Um, that's a huge one I see is people just using all sorts of different fonts and colors and switching it up for the sake of variety. But in order Mm -hmm. to create a business that is consistent and cohesive and memorable and really staying top of mind is by committing yourself to those fonts and those colors. So that's something that I I work on with clients all the time is really making sure that we are uh, building up the brand visuals so that it's very, very cohesive. And then they're using all of those visuals throughout their social media, on their website, and any sort of marketing collateral, all of that great stuff. Um, cool. And then of course, you know, those logos. And I always design yes. more than one logo. So we have different emblems and formats so that maybe you have one that's on a business card, one that's on the top of your website, a different little emblem or illustration that's in the footer of your website to kind of get a, give a nod to your branding. Um, and that in itself, the fonts, the colors, and the, the logo variations are going to set you so far apart from so many photographers who just don't know that this is the, this is the standard for great branding and to really create something that's magnetic and memorable.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, the fonts, that's, uh, I I talk all day about, about that. Um, cause I, and I think I had seven or eight different fonts on my website when I was like, building it from the ground up because i was like oh this will be this is a good font for here and i want a scripty font over here and i want this one and i like this one and for some reason i liked papyrus and um and and it was just the worst font like i i saw that that you say
0: that because papyrus and comic sans (laughs) are the two i think that graphic designers are like oh no
1: i know Um, yeah I saw a billboard recently that had papyrus font on it. And I was like, you did not hire a graphic designer for this. You made this yourself in like (laughs) Microsoft paint or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that takes me back to like high school, like making PowerPoint presentations.
1: Yes. Um, Oh yeah.
0: I had a history teacher who was obsessed with papyrus and it was just Mm. on every single lesson that he taught. There was papyrus on the worksheets (laughs) and the PowerPoint, everything. And I just, I think about that and it, it makes me laugh now as a graphic designer because those are like the gold standard of like trashy fonts. Right. Um, we've all been there, right? We've all been there with the with the fonts where we're, you know, before I got into brand design and I was just, you know, finding my way in high school and in college. Like I had no idea. I was putting a million colors everywhere. Yeah, I was putting exactly. a million fonts everywhere. Like it's, it's completely understandable. But once you know that that's not strategic and that's not what's going to make your business memorable and that's not what's going to give you that, you know, dreamy, cohesive Instagram grid that we're all after. Um, mm it actually creates a lot of freedom that first, when you're choosing the colors and the fonts, it can be a little daunting. I walk my clients through that so we can really commit. But then when you sit down and you're, you know, even just designing a graphic yourself and like Canva or something, the fact that, you know, these are the fonts I'm using, these are the colors I'm using. There's like that ease and that like peace of mind of knowing like, okay, like I already have this set up. I'm not recreating the wheel every time I sit down to make a graphic.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's me. It's like that, analysis paralysis, where like if I have a 100 different fonts to choose from, like, I don't know, I don't know where to begin, I'm just gonna start filtering these through. And then it's like, 30 minutes later, and I'm like, Okay, cool, I found my fonts. And then doing that every single time. um, It's just it, it is, it would be a major um, roadblock for me to even get started creating anything and get started doing anything new because I'm like, okay, I don't even remember what fonts I used last time. I don't remember like what shade of blue was I, you know, and I, you know, don't know the hex codes and and all those things. Um, which I highly recommend for for everyone listening, like if if you're thinking about this and you're like, yeah, that is a lot. I don't even know how, like, I love papyrus. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, uh, you know, if, if you're trying to figure out your own fonts and your own colors and like, what does like, what's the psychology between behind the colors? And does that match my brand and all that? I highly recommend hiring a graphic designer, uh, to do that for you and with you. Um, like you're like, Ellie, you were saying like you walk through that with your clients, like that is very helpful. Um, to to know because like I didn't know psychology behind like what is purple like what's the feeling that that gives people like oh should I not put red like bright you know fire engine red as one of my you know font colors and and uh, all all that kind of stuff that was stuff that I didn't know until I walked through that with a graphic designer and I was like okay this makes sense like that makes sense why I would want these colors versus uh, what I came to you with.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah, and I think that's like uh, we we geek out about that as brand oh, yeah. strategists, as designers, like absolutely. It's just it's really fun to walk people through like this is how you want people to feel in your business. Then these are the colors that we want to use, and the psychology behind that, and the contrast, and all of that great stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, so so for for those who are like, okay, Allie, I love this. I want to start moving forward in um and like uh, working on their website creating a more high um uh, high converting website what are some like first steps they can take
0: yeah so i would say the next the next thing we want to talk about if we're talking about we talked about call to action we talked about um the cohesive brand visuals and the logos Mm -hmm. and then the third and i would argue the most important piece is going to be your copy and we talked about this before answering um, Ariel's question, which was so awesome. Um, but the the copy is really ultimately what's going to distinguish you from other photographers because all photographers have photos on their websites, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, the way that you photograph and the way you edit and the couples you've worked with, all of that stuff makes your work unique and incredible and irreplaceable, right? So in no way am I minimizing the the wonders that happen there, right? That's yeah. fantastic. Oh, yeah. But if everyone has photos on their website because you're a photographer, it's like, okay, then let's get strategic about how else are we going to distinguish ourselves? And that is through that, you know, cohesive visual creation using the same fonts, the same colors, you know, a really unique to you logo, brand emblems or illustrations. But a lot of it comes down to your messaging. And um, the biggest thing I see on just service service providers in general, their website is it's a lot of using the word I. This is why I love photography. This is the way that I do things. Um, I believe this, 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 and the other thing. And there's places for that. I'm not saying never use I. People on your about page, people do want to get to know you. They want to have that connection. They want to understand, you know, whatever it is that you're obsessed with or excited about. Totally, Mm. right? Um, But making sure on the other pages of your website that it is very, very client-focused. You. You. Yeah. You know, you want these incredible photos to remember your wedding day. You know, let's capture the emotions behind the day to get you, you know, the gallery that you desire. Using, mm-hmm. Seeing where are you using the word I and how can you replace it to you to make it client centric? Because in all honesty, your clients don't care as much about your gear or how old you were when you picked up your first camera. They care yeah. about the transformation that you are going to walk them through. They care about what it feels like to work with you, the experience that you're going to take them on, the gallery that they're going to receive, all of that awesome stuff. So if you read back through your copy and you're like, am I focusing on me and why I love this? Or am I focusing on my clients and how I can serve them well? How I can get them excited to work with me, how I can give them an incredible experience, how I can deliver that great gallery. Um, And really just going through and building your copy from that lens of how can I serve and how can i you know make them feel confident in investing in me because i'm going to give them something that is awesome which yeah. you're already doing but you have to spell it out for them right exactly yeah um,
1: yeah and and i like like i i love learning about people. I love that, like, uh, relational, like being authentic, being yourself on your website, 100%. Uh, But like you said, you know, they're not going to your website to read your bio of like, you know, these are the 17 things that I love. and These are all the things that I don't like. And like, they're not going there like that is most likely not going to sway them to to hire you if they're like, Oh, you also don't like dark chocolate. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, right? and yeah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, we, we recently had, um, our AC went out and there was, uh, you know, a bunch of AC guys coming in different companies and stuff trying to fix this over the last month or so. And, uh, and like, I, I didn't care about, uh, what their, their childhood, you know, uh favorite book was or you know what if they like uh you know a chai latte in the mornings or what what they're what they're doing you know i i wanted uh to know what they can do to help. And like there was a guy, the one that ended up fixing our AC, like walked through like, OK, this is what I'm going to do. This is the like kind of like the experience that you're going to have hiring us. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Um, you'll be able to do this. We'll run through here and then everything will be fixed. And I was like, great. That sounds that sounds good like that. They, he led me through the client experience of this is what it's going to look like. And uh, and when others were just like, um, yeah, uh, I'll take a look at it like I can do this, whatever. And I was like, I don't I don't know what's going on. You know, what right. do I need to do next?
0: Right. Uh, you so have to let people that. into that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And lead them lead them through the whole journey uh, to where they can see what's going on and what makes you different than just every other photographer. Because like like you were saying, like photographers have great images and and we do we have a lot of great images that are out there. But a lot of times our clients can't tell the difference between a good image and a great image. I mean, our cell phones are taking better and better photos with like the multiple cameras on there and portrait mode and and all these things like they can take a decent looking image on their phone and if they're pulling it up on their phone the a lot of the details are kind of lost in that versus you know having a giant poster on a wall somewhere it's like right. you're not going to blow up something that you took on your phone on the wall um but yeah that that copy is what's really going to set you apart Um versus just like oh this is a good image that's also a good image
0: absolutely absolutely um i love i love what you were explaining right with this with this ac and with that it's um, there's a really cool distinction we can make here that I think is is definitely worth noting. So okay. with something like that, they're solving a problem, right? Mm-hmm. You're not like, oh, I desire having these, you know, these people come over and get right. all up in my house and letting strangers in to fix this thing. This is so uh-huh. great and fun. And I love spending hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands <laughs> yeah. of dollars on this, right? You're it's very much like this broke, this sucks, let's get this fixed, right? And so with that, you know, it's it's very, it's very little about like you said, what their favorite childhood book was and whether or not they enjoy a chai latte. It's like, I have Uh this problem. Can you walk me through this? Can you be very transparent with pricing? Can you be very transparent with, you know, explaining this to me? You know, I don't know about how AC works. So can you explain to me like how this works in layman's terms so that we're on the same page? And then of course, like do a great job. Can you fix or replace and get this AC? Great, because I'm in the Texas heat and I have three kids and this is too much, right? Uh, huh. huh. Uh uh-huh. so we want to, um, just be very mindful of that. Then the other thing is, um, if you're fulfilling a desire or a need, and this is where it is more for photographers, right? Is like, they have this wedding day and they really want to make sure that, you know, the, these images are getting captured. Their memories are being, you know, it's building their legacy and they're able to go back and, and relive these moments. And so with that, you know, where you're, you are, you know, being a part of their day a little more, you know, you are going to be interacting with their fun aunt who's drinking and dancing, um, Mm -hmm. and all that great stuff, right? You, there is that more of, of a personal element. Um, and so with that, absolutely on your about page, share those fun facts. Tell, tell me how you feel about dark chocolate. Tell me what podcasts you cannot stop listening to. Um, tell me, you know, what your favorite childhood book was like, these little fun little bits of information that are going to distinguish you and make you memorable are awesome. We love that. Um, but again, that, these are these little fun facts to distinguish you. It's less so about your life story and you know writing these paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs. If you want to do that, blog post, like you yes. said. Oh, and yeah. what's likely going to happen is people, I'm not saying no one cares about that, right? What's going to happen is it's going to be the people after they've hired you that want to get to know you more. They're like, oh, hey, John has a blog post about first experience with the camera. This will be kind of fun. And then, you know, you click on that and then you read that. And it's just this fun thing to let them in on your personal life and and how it started. But ultimately that is not going to be the the post about what gear you shoot with and, you know, how you learned about photography and and why you love it is not going to be what books clients. Explaining to them how you can give them an incredible experience and a beautiful gallery and, and really help them transform and really help them know get excited about getting their their pictures taken and and hyped to get Mm -hmm. their galleries i don't even you know i'm not married and even like getting waiting to get my brand photos back like when i get that email like your gallery is ready with these like brand photos that are going on instagram like i get so excited and so how can we speak to you know those emotions and that excitement to really get people you know hyped about working with you and so um if you're gonna use, you know, the I terminology, try to limit it as much as you can. Um, the most appropriate place for it is the about page and then giving mm-hmm. those little bits of fun facts because we do want people to get to know you. It's not a matter of no personality and so professional and blah, 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 especially, you know, where photography is a little bit more personal. But your your AC example is great because it's a matter of giving people what they want and walking them through that transformation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I love like, well, like you said, speaking to their desires, what, what are, what's your client, your ideal client that's coming to your site? What are they desiring and how can you speak to that as they're coming in? Like above the fold, even, uh, you know, speak to that right away. And that's like for, for mine, that was something that um a copywriter friend helped me out with was speaking to, um, the one a desire that they have and uh, secondly a um like a pain point a a problem that they may see because a lot of people maybe they've been in someone else's wedding maybe they've you know uh, been uh, to different websites or, or whatever and they're like this is what i don't like about this how can you help me not have this at my wedding um so like i've i've had people say you know i had I was I was at my friend's wedding and there was this really sweet moment between her and her grandmother and there was not a photographer anywhere around like they were taking pictures of the shoes in another room um, which you know it's meaningful like I want to remember my shoes but I don't care about that as much as I would a you know beautiful picture of me and my grandmother having this moment like that's what I'm going to care about 20 years from now and not like. Oh yeah. Remember those, you know, uh, Chuck Taylors that I bedazzled and, uh, and that kind of stuff. And like speaking to those, those, uh, those pain points and those, um, those problems you can do as, uh, as, as more of a, you know, not, not a, a commodity type, uh, business, but more of like a luxury, you know, this is, something that they're wanting, something they're desiring, but you can also speak to those, those pain points, um, which I think is, is really great too. And like, like hitting them from all different areas.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Really, really draw them in and meet them, meet them where they're at, you know, mm-hmm. um, oh, like yeah. what is going through your head right now is you're trying to figure out who to hire for a photographer. Right. Let's figure it out together. Right. And let's yeah. let me let me speak to that directly to really walk you through that transformation. And ultimately, the goal of the website is to get them to book. So how do we, you know, form that empathy and form that connection with them so that um, so that they do want to book with you? And they're really excited to book with you. Right.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. a
0: big that's a big part of it.
1: I love it. Yeah. That's so good. Okay, Allie, this has been amazing. So many great, so many great tips. So many things like I'm going to like go over my website after this and just be like, okay, where can I implement these things? Um, But yeah, before we kind of wrap this up, there's a part of the show that I like to do where we talk about um, what we're loving this week. And it could be like a new uh, book, movie, uh, podcast, uh, food, um, you know, uh, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, Is there something you're loving this week?
0: yes so i found this (laughs) i found this cinnamon roll recipe on pinterest Ooh, okay and it's life-changing it's like a cinnabon dupe but it's way better Mm. and this is like this is elaborate this is something that my my audience knows me for is like my obsession with cinnamon rolls (laughs) i had a client after we finished their brand project like send me cinnamon rolls in the mail and i was like this is i like, I think I've made it. Like, I think yeah. that this is what success is. And I was like thriving, yep. absolutely thriving. So <laughs> it's funny because this is something my audience um, kind of knows me for. But I found this, you know, Cinnabon obviously is like the the gold standard of cinnamon rolls, right? Right, yeah. And I found this like do recipe on Pinterest. And it's like 27 steps. It takes hours to like create it because you have to like get the dough ready. And there's, oh my goodness, like 27 steps to make yeah. the cinnamon rolls. So this is like
1: from scratch. You're like making the dough and everything, letting it rise. And
0: this is from scratch. Yes, this is absolutely 100% from scratch. Cinnamon rolls, 27 steps. The most phenomenal thing I've ever tasted. (laughs) And it's this. Yes. And it's like this, this dupe recipe. And I've already like, and it it takes so long. And I've made them like three times already. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're so good. They're so good. I will have to send you the recipe.
1: I, I was just going to say, I'm going to need that recipe too. Um, uh, but like, that's even part of it is like that, that wait, is like, oh, this is taking so long. This is going to be so good. And then whenever it's finally ready, like you're not even waiting for them to cool off. You're just like, you know, burning the roof of your mouth, eating these yes. cinnamon rolls because you've waited <laughs> this long.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. I love that. Yeah. And I will, I'll definitely need that recipe. That sounds amazing. Yes, I love it. You're
0: right. Cause that's been my, my current obsession yeah. is like, Wow. Because I feel like sometimes with those dupe recipes, you're like, okay, like this is pretty good, but uh-huh. I, you know, maybe I will go to Panera and get the actual mac and cheese. You know, maybe right. I'll go to Chick fil A and get the actual sauce or whatever, right? Uh-huh. But this dupe is trying to trying to recreate. But with this recipe, it's just it's so fresh and it's honestly better. And I didn't think they could get better, but they can, and Pinterest, mm. you know, proved that to me. So
1: okay, nice, yeah, I love a good cinnamon roll. That is, if if am oh, going my, to a new bakery. Favorite. Or something, and they have like the, like you know, big as your face, just this giant roll. There was one when we lived in in Austin that was our favorite little bakery, and it's like super cute, lots of vibrant colors and like antique furniture and stuff in there. Like they they did their branding very well, uh, and and then they just had these cinnamon rolls that were huge, and they were like you know, like six inches tall, just like they rose so much, and. And it was like the perfect balance of the the cinnamon and the the sweetness without being like overly sweet. Um, Amazing. And yeah, it was good. You're making me I was, hungry. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm like, man, I, I didn't have breakfast before we started recording
0: to make cinnamon rolls today. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah.
1: I'll get that recipe. That's what I'm going to have for lunch today. Um, oh, oh, my gosh. Okay. Awesome. That that sounds delicious. Um let's see i'm I'm loving a podcast this week um is actually a, a recommendation uh from a previous guest uh allison ewing um a few episodes ago like i think one oh three was her oh, episode met I
0: I her at show it
1: yeah she was also there she yeah, led the yeah. uh okay. the morning yoga
0: I don't think that and, she would remember me, but I know of her <laughs>
1: right yeah yeah and she uh she also had um uh, uh uh, a breakout session or she was up on stage at one point uh speaking to us but um but yeah she she had said that she was loving the office ladies podcast um which is uh Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey who were Pam and Angela on the office uh the u s version and um and i I love the office it's one of my favorite it's just it's like ass. it's a good it's a good feel good. Like I can just go back through and just watch all the episodes. And I've done that over and over again. Um, And so, yeah, it's a rewatch podcast where they're going back through and just rewatching things and they'll have uh, guests on and they've had, uh, I'm, I'm, almost finished with season two I think um mm-hmm. and they've had a bunch of different guests on there and like Rain Wilson and uh Greg Daniels and like their their props director is probably my favorite and I'm just like yeah this is really interesting I'm very interested in like these props and like all the detail that goes into like uh you know, the all the things on Michael's desk and and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very cool. If you're an Office fan, you will probably really love it. I um, am. I am. Yeah. And this
0: rise of the rewatch podcast has been life changing for me. My favorite show on yes. the planet is New Girl. Have you seen New Girl?
1: I have. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
0: I love New Girl. And they just started a rewatch podcast for New Girl.
1: Oh, really? And okay. I've seen
0: New Girl so many times. Like, that's my go-to show when it's just like, I need this easy watching. I need to laugh. Like, mm-hmm. just the comfort of, like, knowing what's going to happen. Oh, um, yeah. All of that stuff, Nick, right? And they, Like,
1: Nick Miller is, like, my spirit animal. Oh, I just
0: Oh, my gosh. He's my favorite. I love that you said that. He's my favorite yeah. TV character of all time. I His love His
1: relationship it. with the old Asian guy. I'm just like. <laughs> it's so good is so good just like whenever they first met and he's just like sitting on the bench not saying a word to him and he's just like carrying the whole conversation on both sides and just like you are that's right man you're, you're right <laughs> I'm like I love Nick it's uh, so good.
0: oh my gosh it's so great it's so great um and so they just like they're still in season one of this rewatch podcast I don't even think they're like halfway okay. done with season one like it is new and it is giving me life because I okay have- Watch new world so many times and like being able to go in and just learn all of these different details about it from a different angle is so exciting to me and they have like those yeah. guests as well where they'll have you know it's um it's zoe D. chanel who plays jess of course it's hannah uh-huh. simone who plays cc and it's Lamour morris who plays winston are the three like hosts Oh but they've wow. had, okay. like jake johnson who plays nick they've had like their you know writers different directors um all that like awesome stuff they had um because justin long's in the show they had him on for an episode and i love nice. justin Long. like me just, too he's so great yeah. Yeah. um so it's just been oh my gosh and it's, it's every monday and i like listen to this religiously it, like makes my whole day so
1: okay yeah. okay cool <laughs> all right well now i have another podcast to listen to add it to uh, the list it's
0: called welcome to our show
1: Welcome to our show. Okay. Couldn't be more nice. vague,
0: but that's yeah. the New Girl Rewatch podcast. Yeah. Hey. Yeah.
1: Well, whenever you have, you know, three of the cast members uh, as the guests or as the hosts, like you can be as vague as you want to. Like people are going to find it.
0: Yeah. Uh, they're going to find it. They're going to watch. Yeah. this And nice. it, it had like, the I want to say like, it had like 3,500 reviews on the podcast of so people were just saying how excited they were before they even like launched a single episode. Oh, Yeah. And I was like, that's insane to me. Like no one's watched it. There's nothing. People are like, I love this. I'm so excited. I'm just like, yeah. it, you got, it could it's, be crap. It's the best I podcast. Care. I
1: haven't even listened to it yet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome.
1: Great. Yeah. That's a, that's a good show. That's another one that I can just, it's just, it's so, uh, I don't know. It's just like a relaxing show where I can just watch it. They're good laughs. Like there, there's no like super high stakes, uh, you know, conflicts and things um but yeah seriously it's 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 so good
0: it's awesome and it's like that's great for like editing right So like have like a shot I don't know if you're like a tv watcher when you edit but when I Mm -hmm. there's certain things like if I'm writing copy I can't it's I can't like watch something or listen to music or anything I gotta be really in the zone but a lot of times when I'm doing things where it doesn't involve words necessarily like making color palettes or vision boards or that sort of thing um Mm -hmm. I'll have new girl I'll have new girl on while I'm working on that nice
1: yeah, yeah. I either have like a show that I've already seen to where I don't have to, it's not taking my eyes away all that much from what I'm doing. Um, but I can just like listen and I can see it in my mind. Um, I'll I'll do that. Arrested Development is one of those that I'm just like, I'll throw that on. Which
0: yes, I love that.
1: Which they need to do a rewatch for that. Jason Bateman, what are you doing with smartless? Like start yes. your own oh my gosh. rewatch
0: another uh, another great actor another great actor yeah. who would just be so fun on a podcast right
1: oh yeah yeah that'd be good okay well sweet okay cool I got a new podcast to listen to today and a cinnamon roll recipe to and work on stoke
0: iced coffee to try
1: and stoke iced coffee to try yeah okay. I'm gonna and I'm I gonna I... see if they sell that around here I don't know if I've is it like st like O with the the line above it I think
0: stoke? it's just I think it's just S T O K. I'm going to, I'm okay. going to find this and I'm going to send you the cinnamon roll recipe and a picture of the iced cool. coffee and we're going to be golden and I need to start watching this or listening to this, um, sweet office rewatch the podcast office too.
1: ladies. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, sweet. Well, um, yeah. Allie, uh, where can people find you? Where can they follow along with, uh, with all your, your branding advice and your, uh, your industrial style and all that?
0: Yes, I would love to, I would love to connect. So my Instagram is at trio creative studios. My website is also trio creative studios.com. Um, those are the two, the two places where you'll find me, you know, updating and, and hanging out the most. Um, and there's also a photographer branding blueprint freebie on my website. Um, and you can find that through the link in my Instagram bio, or, you know, if you send me a message, I'll just Send that right on over to you, and that walks you through, you know, the main phases of branding a photography business.
1: Yeah. Okay. And that and that is great. Like listener, you definitely need to go download that. I I have it as well, um, and it is is so good. Uh, but sweet, well, oh, cool. I will. I'll have yeah, absolutely. I, and I'll have uh, links to all those in the show notes for everyone, um, so you can just go straight there.
0: Amazing. But, uh,
1: Yeah, well, um, well, Allie, this has been so good having you on the show. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, it's been so fun. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Hey, y'all, those tips Allie shared were amazing. I am so excited for you to take them, transform your website and reap all of the benefits, all of those leads that are just going to be pouring in. I'm thrilled for you. Um, As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 117. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can join us for the next one by going to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group on Facebook. You can follow the show on Instagram at Light Dark Co. Alley. It's at Trio Creative Studios. And you can find me at All Heart Photo. Subscribe to the show Leave us a review. I would love to read your review on next week's episode. Until then, I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bye.